Good morning, New Haven and beyond. This is Samuel Ross Lee, pastor of New Haven Missionary Baptist Church here in New Haven, Connecticut, and this is Community Spotlight. I want to start today um, saying Happy Veterans Day to our veterans. I want to read a little post here I put on Facebook before Joe and I get into our um, heated debates and conversations about why his um, candidate lost and the one he really supported won. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my here, God. Here's my Facebook post I wrote. I want to read here. I said, um, I served for three years in the United States Army. Mm -hmm. They are pictures somewhere, but I don't have them. I'm not a picture taker in general, but I definitely don't have any pictures of me in the military. Maybe my mom does. The truth of the matter is this. I didn't want to be there. I needed money for college and was not smart enough to get a scholarship. So I served. I served well, I served honorably, and I was honorably discharged. On Veterans Day, however, I would rather focus on those sisters and brothers who served in the military but could not ride the front of the train or bus, could not buy a hot dog in the front of the restaurant, or could not vote, even in uniform, when they returned home. My permanent assignment for two and a half years uh, was in Fort Hood, Texas. When one steps off the Fort Hood post, one steps into the city of Colleen. I learned when I was at Fort Hood that there was a history of deep and abiding racial bigotry in Colleen. The soldiers there said that the name of the city stood for kill each and every nigger. When an army transport train pulled into the city back in the day, the white male civilians, civilians in Colleen would jump on the train to look for and beat up any black soldiers found there. The military responded to this not by protecting the black soldiers on the train and arresting the perpetrators, but by taking the black soldiers off the train and transporting them by bus through Colleen to the base. Today, I have no picture proof of my time in the military, but I do stop to salute those men and women who served a nation that did not serve them in hopes that this nation would one day serve them or at least serve us, their offsprings. Whether they served and were discharged or whether they died in battle, they made the ultimate sacrifice as far as I'm concerned. Happy Veterans Day to you. Thank you, sir. That's my statement. And uh, you touched on a few things there. Well, one of them is, uh, well, we both were stationed in. We both serve in. Both served and served in Fort Hood, Texas. Yep. And yeah, we, when I got there, that was one of the things that I was told. And this is, by the way, in the 80s. Right. This was the 80s, by the, the way. In the 80s was told, uh, you know, Colleen has a name for it. Yep. There's a meaning for it. Yep. Colleen. K-I-L-L-E-E-N. Kill each and every nigger. That was clear. A major, a black major told me that. Oh, man. What? It was passed down through ranks to me. He was me. a chaplain. He was a and I was like, you know, well, I guess I got to understand where I am. He was a chaplain. He was one of the best preachers that I've ever heard in life. Oh, man. Chaplain Larry Williams. Shout out to Brother Williams. Shout outs to him. Yes. Um, and he didn't go to Morehouse. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, going into the military, uh, for me, was for different reasons. I knew that uh, I was not 
mentally ready for school, for, for college. Mm -hmm. And I look around and I saw that where I was, the, the road I was taking was going to lead to disaster. Mm. And it's crazy because I remember the end of the summer of 1980, I just said, well, enough is enough here. Uh, this is going to get crazy. And keep in mind, shortly thereafter was the drug, the drug ep epidemic. Mm -hmm. But it was starting to show its signs in 1980. I mean, the crack epidemic showed up shortly thereafter, but it showed its, it was showing its face. I was, um, I was actually at Howard. Um, mm -hmm. went to Howard for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I left Howard and went to the military. But, oh, um, okay. So I understand. You were in the 13th grade. You had you're, to go. You're right. <laughs> you're right about um, that. <laughs> no, talking, I, I'm talking about him. You. <laughs> well, you're, you're Howard. Yeah, you are talking about that. But anyway, <laughs> oh, um, wow. um, um, you're right about the whole drug epidemic. And I remember, um, I don't know whatever, what ultimately happened to his brother. But I was on the um, what was called the forensics team, and everybody, you know, confused about what that was. Mm -hmm. The forensics team was debate, um, public speaking, um, competition, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, um, poetry interpretation, literature interpretation, that kind of stuff. There was this guy on this team, brilliant brother. That brother could take a piece of literature and just make it live in mm. your presence. I mean, if you just close your eyes, you could see the characters and you could see them talking and hear mm. them talking to a brilliant brother. Um, got caught um, selling drugs on campus. Mm. Um, arrested, um, tried, convicted, 10 years. Oh my God. He went from college to prison. to prison. 10 years he got. You know, I don't know how long he served. Like I said, I don't know what ultimately happened to him. But um, that drug thing was real. You know, hey. I would walk down the street and um now in, when in was DC. this? This was this is the eighties. I was in nineteen eighty, okay. I went into I graduated from high school in eighty, went into right, so um, yeah. Howard, yeah, yeah. that year. Um and um uh, I walked down the street in DC and you know, brothers just come up to you. Yo man, got that coke. Got that coke. Got that coke. Oh, got that thing was another yeah. thing. Well, got I, I got I, spe I specifically remember them saying that got that coke part because I was generally a what people would call what's that word? I can't say it on the radio. A hole, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm walking out shooting. They go, brother, yo man, got that coke. I said, yeah, you got a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder I'm still here. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like brother, just shoot I'll, me or whatever. I'm with you in the same camp. Well, as I was saying, you know, I I found myself saying, looking at life, and I'm like, look, you know, maybe I should try to get some some kind of discipline. I was, you know, it wasn't like I was on discipline. I think. Uh, I realized real quick that I was starting to get too too sharp for my own good. Mm. I mm. showed up at the recruiting station at on the used to be on Orange Street, uh, right here in New Haven. I showed up there on September 9th. Mm -hmm. and uh, on September fifteenth, I was on that train to Fort Dix. Wow, Fort Dix, New Jersey. Fort Dix, New Jersey. Mm. That was it. And yeah, so I, you were there. You were in two years before I got in. In eighty. Yeah, because I went. Yeah. I came in in eighty two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I came in okay. 82. Um, never forget mm -hmm. it. It was um, um, the Memorial Day weekend that September because wow. those first three days. Labor Day weekend. Um, was that Labor Day? September. September, yeah. okay, yeah. Labor Day, whatever Labor Day. that, week, yeah. whatever that yeah. holiday is. Yeah. Those first three days, we were in reception station, <laughs> chilling, 
like a villain. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? No drill sergeant jumped on our bus and yelled and all that. We were chilling like a villain for three days in the reception station. Oh, man. We didn't meet the drill sergeants till three days after that when we went to go get our Shocking. uniforms. Oh, my God. It was a shock. Shocking. We went into a room, something similar to this. You know how it was. Yeah, of course. The, um, and you had the... Um, what do you call them? The duffel bags? Or no, no, I'm talking about the little spaces you oh, have. Oh, yeah, 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 your little um, cube. Yeah, your cubicle space yeah. Where, yeah. where everybody was, you know, had their exactly. clothes and stuff in there. That was we the original were, cubicle, by and, the way. Right, exactly. <laughs> and my cubicle was yeah. near the door. Oh, back so was you right got it first. Um, that wasn't even an issue. When they came bursting through the door, you know, okay, that was that was shocking. Like, right, oh, who's right. that? And they came in and they're yelling. I was kind of prepared for that. I was like, you know, this is a bunch of drama, these guys. All white guys came, mm. seven white guys came busting the door and take the smoking the bears off and they was yelling, da, 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 da. And then I'm still standing there, you know, getting my stuff and, you know, listening to them, trying to listen to them do what I'm supposed to be doing. And I felt something <laughs> at, um, at my back. You know, you could feel, I felt something at my back. I turned around and there was this brother yeah. <laughs> standing in the doorway <laughs> with this smoker the bear still on because he didn't come in uh. with a pipe in his mouth. Leaning against the, um, you know, the side, the doorway, yeah. leaning against the doorway, and just looking, and I said to myself, "That Negro is serious. <laughs> 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 this stuff here, all this yelling and yeah, stuff here—that's just a bunch of drama. <laughs> that's, that's created drama, you know, um, 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 fictitious drama. Yeah. Still waters run deep. deep. That yeah. brother is serious." So I go on about my business like, you know, okay, just as long as I don't have, I ain't got to deal with that dude for the next eight weeks, right? Yeah, man. Um, you were eight weeks? We were 12. Um, we went from September to November. Yeah, but you did. What was your MLS? Uh, primaries, yeah, was uh, 63 risk. So you came out of AI, basic, basically straight into A&T, AIT. Right. right. Out of basic went straight to AIT. We went, we, well, we did too, but I went to AIT somewhere else. Yeah, so did I. I went to Aberdeen, Maryland. Okay, well, it, well, you know, we yeah, AIT straight after that. Us out. But basic <laughs> training itself, we, yeah. we finished that when we left, um, mm -hmm. left that post. I went to Fort Benjamin Harrison, mm -hmm. but um, so you know, we get outside. You know, you get your stuff and got your duffel bags on. You running around for the first time with that stuff on, mm -hmm. and um, um, you know, this is when you realize the army, you know, doesn't care about your name like your recruiter right hey. <laughs> you know how your recruiter smooths oh, yeah. you oh, and yeah. you know and oh, you know yeah. got you know <laughs> the, the drill sergeant care less literally care less about your that, name you know <laughs> right mama mama can't you see right right lie to me right right exactly 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 <laughs> so um you know your, your number your you know whatever so i'm behind these dudes are we getting this for me running mm -hmm. somewhere and I look up in front of us, and I see one of these white dudes up there in front of us smoking the bear. I'm like, okay, good. I'm good. And as we were running, some soldier came up to the drill sergeant, ran up to him, and we stopped. <laughs> he whistled something in his ear. And he said, um, drill sergeant turns and says, I need 10 of y'all to follow him. <laughs> and the drill sergeant came down, two, four, six, eight, ten. Stop with me. I became a part of the ten. Go. So now I'm running behind this guy. When I stopped the next time and looked up, who's standing in front of me? Drill Sergeant. 
brother who was standing Sandy. at the door. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Gregory Leroy Dunton. You never forget your drill, Sergeant. Never. I never Gregory. forget Sergeant, Sergeant Williams and Sergeant Jackson. Right. Gre- I, don't, I don't even remember the white boy. We had two. Oh, no. I had two brothers. And I had, I, well, no. Right. I had two. I had Gregory two Latinos as well. Leroy Dunton. <laughs> and that dude, and he was, and he was you know, informing us, of and course. And Leroy starts with T. Right. <laughs> he was informing us that, you know, he was the best thing since sliced bread, <laughs> the best thing since paperclip. Uh, you know, all that good stuff. He wouldn't give you, know, you the whole, I'm your mother, your father, yeah. your grandma. The I'm ho- everything now. The whole spiel. Oh, yeah. The whole spiel. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was just a, he was a strange dude in, 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 in very specific ways. But l- like second week, basic training, we were walking around the, our area around there, you know, with the other platoons. Right. I was in the third platoon. Don't so was that I. Either. Third platoon. That's I was crazy. In third platoon. Scare me, dude. So here's what we were doing. Your right. You know, your, your left, left. Your left. Your left. Right. Third platoon. Your, your left, left. Right. On a platoon. Your second week. He had us saying on a platoon. On a platoon. Dude. That was his platoon. We won on a platoon. But that was his platoon, though. Right. Right. Yeah, right. 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 But we, he. He, he put it in your head. Right. You're right. Be the exactly. Honor. We know. Yeah. We're gonna be on a platoon. We had a dude who was doing like. Um, a hundred and something push-ups in yeah. two minutes the yeah. first day. Oh, no, no. I wasn't on the first day, but I got there. But by the time the no, first no. PT test but came. But he's reporting but it. That's redundant. He's reporting it as yeah. like, you know, 45, yeah. 50. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> we got dudes doing the two-mile. But you know what they were doing, too, also? If you wanted a full plank, well, I hate using the word plank, but if you wanted a full platform, you didn't have the straight back, mm-hmm. that's not a full push-up. Right, right. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I you mean, get, I've, I've done. You, you for did, breaking we did a whole platform. lot of a whole lot of one, one, one. <laughs> one. <laughs> a whole lot of push-ups like that, right? But we you know that kind of stuff. And um, he he took ten of us, yep. uh, maybe ten. No, it was maybe about a little bit more than that. But he had been in the third guard, mm. you know, DC. Yeah, yeah. Flipping it. Right, uh, right. He took some of us and formed a. Um, the color guard. Color guard yeah. thing within a few weeks. Oh, my God. And here's the thing and that was. That's what, intense. Right, right. Here's the thing that was most people, impressive. people, if you don't though. understand about the color guard thing, not only does the flag can't touch the ground, it must be folded in so many specific inches. Mm. Not only that. Oh, man. Help but, them understand but, but, about but, color guard. But, but, but I'm, no, I'm, just, I'm not talking about that part. I'm talking about the part where we flipping weapons. And oh, even stuff. worse. He did that to recruits. Oh. Um, something that we performed for family day. Oh. He, so he took us like the first week and was oh, doing it. you guys right. had family there? Right. Oh, you are lucky. Yeah, well, my family wasn't there, so <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> but let me tell you what he did. This is the most impressive part of it. So at one of these, one of our tricks, if you will, one of our performances was mm-hmm. we, stand, we stood face-to-face to each other. Mm-hmm. We did this click-click kick with the weapon. Um, you kick it on back. Got yeah. a momentum and flipped it over to the, the next guy. strip. Across from you, right? While he flips his, right? So you get if you're looking down, uh, you get this effect, right? Oh, that's intense. Recruits, oh man, he walked down the middle while these weapons were flipping and by you him. Better not touch him. Turned around and walked Walk back. back. Oh, and would get angry because we would get scared. You know, like he's like. Son, you throw the weapon. I know when the I know when to speed up and slow down. You just throw the, 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 the yeah. weapon, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, 
Um, How many times were you called goat smelling? You get your goat smelling. I remember, that, I remember that statement, but I, um, you didn't get that. We didn't get that a lot. Oh, the goat smelling with hard cars. What is Dutton, goat Dutton smelling? Was, Dutton was serious. That was serious, brother. Uh, um, but he saved me. Um, Dutton saved me, and you know, when people when I tell people that I was in the military, mm-hmm. they like drop their jaw. Like, <laughs> what you were in the military? You know, they can't see me taking orders. And but that's being, what they don't understand because I, you know, I for myself. People can't see me taking orders, but what the military does, it gives you leadership in a certain that you understand not only how to take it, but you know how to give orders right. and how to actually right. work. And I don't care if you come out Goma Pile, you understand there's certain thing about the military that teaches you how to be a leader. I was a squad leader, I was so a was I, leader. Say um, second squad, I swear I'm gonna choke him. You know, right. Um were you no, second um, squad? I don't remember what squad mine was, okay. mine was, quite frankly, but I, I remember being a squad leader. Yeah. Um, guide on bearer, whole yeah, nine yards. I, I call Caden, whole nine say, yards. Oh, man. Did all that stuff. I think we have a shadow, uh, a shadow <laughs> path so, over here. So, yeah, you know, um, um, uh, well, you know and then, and I can then, tell by the way we sing these cadence back and forth to each other. You uh, know, like when we start singing right, this cadence. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. tell you had that. Yeah, the, the cadence whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, the I, 10K run leader. I wouldn't do that. Oh, I did that. that hood. Come on, you guys didn't participate in that on Fort Hood. The tank. We did. The 10K, we did. The where you went around, uh, like the first break of North Fort Hood. We did the ramrod run. You know where uh, the motor pools are? All on that back strip. All the back strip has that motor. All the motor pools. We are did on the back some. Strip. We did some. I don't remember what it was called. We may have done that, but we did and some. You run all I know the we way, did some. We like, had to come by first. Uh, what year? Six guys, right? Right. We had to come back by six guys because I was in Second Armored. Okay. So, right. And we had to go back. We I know people some, were giving you this veteran talk. Right, right. We, we did day. some. We did some um, battalion runs and that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. you know, fuck like that. No, we um, used to do battalion dude, runs, but they were part of the 10K dude. where we're battalion versus battalion. Um, um, brigade runs. Yeah. Do. I always thought that was the coolest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah, when yeah. When you're standing at the run yeah, itself. I, not I the run itself. Here's oh. what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. It's the run itself. Because of runs, I when love the, the run. When the, when the battalion is set. Those. Yeah. I mean, the brigade is set, and the brigade commander stands there and says, Brigade! And then all the battalion commanders say, Battalion! And then all the companies commanders say, Company! Attend. Huh? Oh man, it's yeah, just the coolest right. thing. I it love, is. I love DNC. Yeah, I love DNC drill yeah. ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that was just the coolest thing. That's what. Uh, I'm glad you break it out, DNC, because what the heck do you mean DNC? The demilitarized zone? No, that's DMC. We no, 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 not the DNC <laughs> drill ceremony. You know, and, and 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 realizing that when they were saying that they were not pronouncing it wrong. No, that is the way it's means. written in the DNC book. That's correct. I Absolutely. read the DNC book. And that's, it's not attention. It's attention. <laughs> that's how it's, it's spelled out like that. You know, <laughs> so that, that kind of thing. Um, 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 shout out to um, 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 Brother Cuts, one of my chapter brothers. Mm-hmm. He is a um, first lieutenant, Air Force. Okay. And he is deploying again. Oh man! Shout out um, to, him. to um, a war zone. Shout out so to him shout and out. his family. Shout out to him and his family, his and wife. We um, wish you a safe return. You know, wish him safety in, in, in that whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going in, you know, first lieutenant is at it again. When him was we'll with mountain pins, fountain pins, right? Fountain pins, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so military. Wow. Um, so yeah, look, now people people you know get all 
jaw dropping. Has he been in for a while, by the way? Or huh? is, he's been in for a while? He's, no, he's first he, lieutenant, so he's, he's pretty first young. lieutenant. Yeah, um, he didn't go he's in. in I think he went in enlisted. Oh, okay. so he's been in a little while, and he's you know and now he's, he's got his got his um commission whole nine yards. Right. Okay, shout um, out to him. True so yeah, yeah, that's no. a true troop right there. I know, right? That's right. someone you want to follow in battle. Someone who has he come to those grounds. enlisted ranks. Yep, he knows. and then come to the come to the um officer ranks. That's that, right. That that, that is a um an the, accomplishment of the something. only uh the only other rank uh, the only other routers that is through uh warrant officer. One officer, right? Yeah, right. But and you got to be an E seven to get there. Well, six going to seven to get to a warrant officer. One officer like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I did serve. I did serve. I don't. Um, I'm not a picture taker. I don't have a bunch of picture taking. You, know, you know what I got? You know what I do said. have? Hold on, no, no, no. That's something else that you said. Uh, you know, the only military pictures that I really have is. You know the ones that they make you take with right. the boot camp? Exactly. My mom had some That's of those. The, at my mom house. has that. Yeah, and uh, my mom is, you know, she's passed on, so God knows where that is. And then I had some other pictures that were, you know, of myself firing a, a rocket launcher mm. that they took, and they said, oh, you know, you can have these in your, if you want. They were black and whites. Mm. They're still black and whites. Yeah. I don't really want to see them because, God, I'm like probably a good... Maybe a hundred pounds lighter. <laughs> I don't want to go through stress, man. Listen, I, I had I had a Facebook. I, um, um, I had one one white guy on my Facebook page, and it was a dude I served with. He was in my office. We were all in the office together. And um, wait a minute, you got one white guy on your Facebook? I said I used to have one. Oh, okay. He ain't on that anymore. He messed up and said something. <laughs> wait a minute. So you have no white guys on your Facebook page? No, I, his wife is still on there. Oh, geez. So that's the only white person you only. have on your Facebook page? Only. Dang. Only. But that would never work for me. Um, no, it wouldn't. No, that would never work uh, for me. But um, he, he produced a picture, you know, he that's took Jesus um, <laughs> when we were out in the field or something, other show, put it online or whatever and that sort of thing. That's but, where I'm um, You know, so other people took pictures. I don't have, I don't have pictures. Right. Um, but well, he um, took a picture of you when you guys were in the field. Yeah, yeah, we were in the field. You know, yeah. took a picture of a group of us and that sort of thing. And I never and forget I, when know, I I'm fired sure. the air, that launcher, the, yeah, rocket, the, 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 the rocket launcher the, over the, your right. shoulder. Um, um, I hit a tank square dead on the tracks with that thing. Wow. Square dead. Pow! They were like, oh, you got to take that picture. You got to well, have that picture. I, well, I didn't realize that I was an um, um, expert. Yeah, until you qualified. No, 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 no. Until I saw my DD-214. That's what I do have. I ain't got no pictures. Right. But right. I got a DD-214. There you go. Step back, people. Step there back. There you go. <laughs> got to have that DD-214. You know, uh, I if had you a, don't know, you don't know. I had a meltdown with my sister, uh, her and I. I, I, I guess she, she really didn't understand what she was saying, really. Mm -hmm. So I gave her a pass. But she said to me, uh, and we were just talking. And, and then she goes, I'm more American than you. And I'm like... I couldn't even speak to her. I just yeah, drop I, her off. I got. I couldn't even talk to her. I'm like, do you got a? Do you even got a DD two fourteen? DD two fourteen. Until you have one of them, you can't tell me that right. you're more American than me. I will right. fight you. Oh, oh, dude, I have. I don't, I don't have any Facebook friends, white Facebook friends on my page, but I have engaged them on Facebook. Uh huh. And you know when they come at me at this anti-American stuff that you know they think I'm talking. Yeah. Until you have a DD two fourteen, dude, I got DD two fourteen. What do you have? Don't don't tell me what I can't say. Exactly. Now, by the Constitution, I don't need a DD two fourteen to be to say what I want to say. But, but I got a DD two fourteen, which gives me a little bit more right to talk a little you know, bit more. Don't don't talk to me about. <laughs> okay, it you gives know. me experience, right? <laughs> right. You know, don't you know. Tell, don't tell me what I can't talk about. What exactly. I can't say. Um, we, you know. we we celebrate our veterans at Emmanuel. 
on Sunday. This coming Sunday? This coming Sunday. Uh, I um, may be out of town, but it will be yeah, there. this weekend. Uh, um, actually, I might be. But, and I also, I also, what I just said in that post. I would, like to, I would love to come, by the um, way. Is, um, is that. And I uh, please, if you could please re, uh, read that again to us this, uh, before we leave here this morning, man. That is okay, so you know, just give me, you know, give me a sign before we run out of time. All right. Um, but, um, and, and I always take, make um, pain. Uh, not mm-hmm. pain. I just take I take the time to um, recognize and acknowledge mm-hmm. um, brothers and sisters who pass away. Correct. Um, right. Who served. Right. And particularly those who served in a time when this country right. did not even try to serve them. You know, uh, there are those who try to say, you know, uh, the bootstrap and pull yourself up by the bootstrap. But when I I often say. Look, if you don't even got a damn pair of shoe on, what kind of bootstrap you pulling yourself right. up with, you know? Right. I mean, there are guys who served and, you know, served in this country, came home, and couldn't, uh, they, they went right back to the old day. You, you know, uh, business as usual, nigga. Right, right. You know, it went right back to it. Right. You know, it's like, uh, don't think, he, you had soldiers coming home mm-hmm. that could not sit in the front of the bus, front of the bus in a front country of the that they just and, defended. And the white POWs were Worst sitting in, up there. in front. So isn't that something? Right. The right German POWs. Um, you know, well, uh, I remember Jesse Jackson when he was running for president eight, uh, the first time, 84. 84, yep. And he said um, he was in his church. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, you know, they, they keep talking about um, we don't know nothing about foreign policy. He said, it's an insult. <laughs> he said, we didn't know anything about foreign policy. How did we get over to Germany and get back home? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and when they put the weapon in our hand, <laughs> we point it the right way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then he dropped a major bomb yeah. on him and said, by the way, we came here on a foreign a policy. policy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you we know. definitely have participated in this nation's foreign policy and done so in a very um, particular way. Very um, particular way. Where um, lives were on the line. Um, and you know, I, and I'm glad that you do uh, salute those who, I, I believe they have the, I mean, it's in two weeks over at Southern, they're going to have the Tuskegee Airmen and, uh, mm-hmm. over there. There's going to be uh, speaking, uh, also something to that nature over at Southern. You guys stay connected for the information on that. Yeah, when, when, it comes to, when it comes to HBCUs. Yes. Um, you know, I joke around, and you know, I, the fact of the matter is, I, I like all my HBCUs, particularly. And the please pr- let me just highlight one. Yeah, let, let, no, let me just highlight this. I do joke around a lot about that, mm-hmm. and under no circumstances do I look down at an uh, HBCU. I think they are necessary. They're historical, mm-hmm. more than just in name. They really right. and truly do. They play a huge role uh, 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 in the uh, advancement such of minorities. Such, I mean, Barack Obama wouldn't be where he is. But that's true. Before for HBCUs, absolutely, and that sort of thing. And I but think he when it, talk, when, it, when it comes to my, you know, rivalry sort of thing that I play out all the time, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if they ever want to shut me up, mm. you know, my um, talk about Morehouse and its superiority <laughs> over every HBCU and PWI. <laughs> um, all you got to do is mention the Tuskegee Airmen. That's all you got to do. Good point. I'm backing up, backing down. There you go. I'm being quiet. That's one of the uh, oldest uh, HB, uh, what's that, Tuskegee U? Um, it, well, it used to be Tuskegee. In, I, when I was Tuskegee. in college, uh-huh. I had a roommate whose mother 
graduated from Tuskegee. Oh, is that right? And she came to visit him one day um, when we were there, and she said, I went to Tuskegee when it was an institute. Yeah, uh -huh. It used to be called Tuskegee, Tuskegee institute, institute, just like right. Hampton was. Right. I don't, and I was right. so angry when they changed that. Um, because I think it took away the tradition and that sort of thing. You know, I was part of the Big Brothers program uh, back in the 80s, and my little brother, uh, mm -hmm. Corey, he went there. He okay, went to went Tuskegee. Tuskegee. Yes. Yeah. And uh, one of his, his roommate, who became like a little brother to me as well, mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, he graduated from there. And uh, shout-outs to Brian. Brian had, he moved on, and he got, um, went on, he got his master's or such. Mm -hmm. And, he, you know, he's been successful in his own right. right. Very hard-working brother. Uh, he worked real well. But it's great to see a young black man doing so well. Corey's also doing well as well. Mm. Uh, right now they're in D.C., but I recall when he was in, in charge of the... He's an engineer, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he was in charge of the New York Times, uh, the whole operations department. Wow! In his thirties. Okay. Wow. And so that's a, and if you ask him, he said, "Man, that's a, this is a clear reflection of what I got at Tuskegee. Man, right. they taught me some certain structure." Yeah. Then uh, you know, ADP, the check cashing uh, company. Okay. The the ones that businesses use for check cash, okay. uh, not check cashing, but uh, check business. It does accounts okay. receivables and stuff for companies. All right. Uh, he was VP of ops over there. Wow. He was the man who ran their operations. Wow. So now he's in DC with another firm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, him and yeah. Corey, and they, and they stayed together for years. So Brian is like my little brother, but he was not exactly in the program with me, but to see what happened, it was, he was influenced by a guy out of New Haven mm -hmm. who went to the Okay. And he, you know, he, it was like, you know, Corey was trying to find his way, and it's like, we were walking right over here. The New Haven Savings Bank was doing construction mm -hmm. in the corner there, and the guy started talking to him, and I said, please, you know, what do you know? And, uh, and he told him about how he can get scholarship and work on this, and mm -hmm. the next thing you know, he was there, and he was it right. saved Corey. Right. Oh, oh literally saved listen, the number of uh, black men and women mm -hmm. that was saved by these institutions, I mean... When I was at Morehouse, the fact of the matter is, mm -hmm. and, and obviously before and prob you know, probably still now, quite mm -hmm. frankly, um, there were just some straight-up thugs came through there first. Oh, absolutely. They came the first year, they were just straight-up thugs. I was like, really? There were people who were just well, straight-up thugs. Yeah, but you expect that. You expect oh, that in the military. Wow. Come on, man. Come on. You expect I that. I, I mean, really and, and people were, I did. I expected and, that. And, and you know, I didn't expect I that at Morehouse. I was naive because I could have looked at myself and just said, well, you're here. <laughs> yeah. Because I just, because I got to be honest, I, I'm straight up. In 1980, I started thugging. I started wilding. Yeah, but I expected wilding. that in the military. I expected to see that, and I got there. I did not expect to see that when I got to Morehouse. Some, mm. of, the, some of the freshmen, you know, came in, first-year students, trans, you know, not so much transfer, the first-year students came in. Just mm. straight-up thugs. And I was like, really? Mm. Really? You in college? Really? You in Morehouse? Really? <laughs> you know, um, and you could just see. Such an elitist. How, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This <laughs> is just what it was. But you could see how they would have been and what they would have been right. were they not. Yeah. And not just because they were at Morehouse particularly, but if they had not been in an HBCU and they had not been in that situation because a white school would have ran their behinds out. Right. Um, and they would have been on the street somewhere and, I was, you know, I tried college, you know, kind of thing because right. we, we define stuff, you know, by that reality and act like that's the only reality that exists. Right. Um, right. You talk about diamonds in the rough. Oh, I, can, I can't imagine. Dude. I can't imagine. Oh, my God. You I know. mean, we got professors who just, their hands are, are, they can't make them 
but white you, on this side anymore because they so they've been so busy. But which brings to another question diamonds right out now. of the coal. You just raised an, a, a very interesting point because I would really like to know. Uh, there were individuals who care about the future of our kids. Mm -hmm. Are those professors still around? Yes. Um, at these teaching, I mean, true, truly thinking, because even here in the school system, there are some. I look for those, those black uh, teachers, administrations, or people, administrators who are in the school system that truly, truly care. And let me tell you who and, they are. And, 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 there's one brother right now I want to big up. I know this probably coming shock people. But I'm going to give shout-outs to Kermit Carolina. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be a shock because really and truly. Yeah, that's not, that's not that big of a shock, actually. Because no. people know. People no, but, know Carolina. No, people know him, but, you know, I don't ever talk to him. I got you. So people probably think, oh, you know, uh, no, Kermit Carolina, let me tell you something. That brother, I saw him pull his car aside one day. And he was so much in the trenches for these young black men on Gulf Street when he was the principal over there. Mm -hmm. and, and it was more than just being a teacher. A principle. It was about being that black leader that they needed at that time. The ones, those who are there in the high schools and the college, mm -hmm. they do their work after the bell rings. We're correct. Before the bell rings. Correct. Um, they are the ones who, um, Dr. K. S. I never knew what the S stood for. Dr. K. S. Purdue at Morehouse College, mm -hmm. who. Gave me a B, I'll never forget this, a B triple plus <laughs> on a writing assignment. Yeah, Could you world, please world give me that at least an A minus? A B triple plus. <laughs> and uh, when I asked her, um, Dr. Purdue, what <laughs> is a B triple plus? And she responded in all of her flair, because she was very flush. She had big hair. And she threw it around all the time. Very <laughs> flush. She said, Mr. Lee, it's not an A paper. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's simple as that. Those are the ones who yeah, care. Right. Those are the right. ones who care. Um, Dr. Kaysen Hill, mm -hmm. who wrote on one of my um, exam papers, mm -hmm. um, your answer here is absolutely wrong, but you argued it well. <laughs> Those are the ones who care. The ones who pulled you in your office, office. when you were just walking by, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and said, what are you doing? I right. had a, a, a Dr. Dr. Park, 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 who's still, you know, a friend of mine today, a colleague now. He's a pastor of a church. He still teaches at Morehouse World. But he would just pull you by the office and say, what are you doing with your life? Right. I mean, you're in college. Right. You think you, you know. You think you're on your path. But what exactly are you doing? Make you, yeah, what are you doing? Make you start thinking. Um, and, and, and that's and, the key and, and, right there. That is the key, what you just said. Right. Make you start, start thinking. thinking. Because you go off of the, the, because some people go through college on automatic pilot thinking that, well, I'm here. Everything I'm is answering gonna, the questions. That's right. I'm, I'm doing the problem sets and so all this kind of stuff. Everything is going to happen once I walk out that door right. with, that, with that degree. Right. And then all of a sudden, they hit the real world and they realize, no. Right. What did you do while you were right. in college? Listen. My preaching, professor, my preaching professor at Harvard, who, mm -hmm. the, the late uh, Dr. Peter J. Gomes, mm -hmm. did a commencement address in 08 at Stanford. It's online. Mm -hmm. I, I would beg. What's his name? Say it again. Peter J. Gomes, G-O-M-E-S. Uh, -E the brother mm -hmm. from Plymouth, 
Mississippi. Oh. I'm, I'm Plymouth, Mississippi. Plymouth, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. I was just say. Uh, uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Yeah. He had this. He um, didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed, landed on, on him. him. Right. No, he landed on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> <laughs> he had this um, um, accent that people thought was affected. You know, they thought he was just trying to, you know, be yeah, yeah. Harvard, you know. Yeah. His father was Barbados. <laughs> Barbadian? Yes, Barbadian <laughs> yeah. from Barbados, yeah. right? <laughs> and that's where his accent came from. Mm. Uh, but he does this, this um, baccalaureate speech at, at Stanford in 08. Mm. I urge everyone to listen to that speech. Hmm. I urge you to. I will be, it will be on my to-do you know list this about, weekend. What is it? It is about the benefits of failure. Hmm. He, and I think in these times, he had a Stanford audience, kids, parents, whole nine yards, spellbound for over, you know, 45 minutes. Mm. As he told these students, Stanford will spit you out like a watermelon seed. <laughs> <laughs> well, which brings me here. You know, I, I have thing. to ask But you, you had to have those professors. You had to have here those. Here we are those, on those, Veterans those Day. Folks. We've both served the military. Both served. Vote, serve this country, give mm. our lives, put our lives on the, right. raise our hand and put our lives on the line for this country. Right. Because we believe, well, for myself, I mean, honestly believe that, you know, I'm making a difference somewhere along the line for this. As we expressed earlier, that we let no one trample on the fact that we have a DD-214. Right. We both share that. Right. We all, well, not share one, but we each have a DD-214. Right. And here we are now, after this election that we had. What happened? The big what happened, and I know uh, I thought you and I would have been talking more, but I'm glad we told we spoke more about. Yeah, because I had planned I had planned to come in here and talk about this a little bit, and then ask that question: What happened? I was I was tempted, and I know I should have, um, to come down here on Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we just sit in that room, the anti room over there, and look at y'all. <laughs> what happened? What happened, Joe? <laughs> happened to your girl? My what girl happened? got smoked. She, got, she, uh, she didn't actually get smoked because she won the popular vote. She won the popular vote. vote. Won the popular but, vote, right? But Lost the Electoral College. But, but that's the know, game. The again, Electoral College is the game. Again, again, I, I, I have to ask the question. When I look at the numbers and I see like uh, 50-something percent of the white women, white women. voted white for women. Trump. Hold on. I'm, I'm begging to question those, uh, those numbers. I am really begging to question those numbers. And again, why I beg to question those numbers First of all, where my white woman at? But that's another story. No, no. But here's the real reason uh -huh. why. The real reason why I question those numbers is because when you look at the Latino vote, of 29 percent of the Latino vote went to Trump. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were talking South Florida and and Texas, I can understand why. One, South Florida, Cuban Americans, right? Very conservative understand right texas such a strong latino population but why is texas still a red state it's because religious belief okay so catholics as such. right exactly okay? gotcha. so i can understand those two areas okay but when you look at the across the board latino votes mm -hmm. coming from central, central florida, florida like you said right california mm -hmm. northern uh, West Coast, i.e. Mm -hmm. Oregon and Washington. We could combine that. That's a huge hub. Mm -hmm. uh, Indiana, the Rust Belt. Strong, strong Latino uh, uh, population. 
uh, the Northeast. There's no way you can tell me those numbers add up. When we're looking at two parts, which are two good parts, by the way, but even in South Florida, that's starting to dilute because of generation. Mm -hmm. So those numbers make no sense. And this is why you have leaders in the Latino community say, those folks are wrong. Mm -hmm. We challenge them. Mm -hmm. They are wow. now challenging them because these numbers make no sense. Because even if, it add, even if you put the numbers out together, mm -hmm. When, look, for example, when I look, and I, I you know, I, I don't want to look at... Well, but, so, uh, but you're I, asking a different question than when I thought you were going with this. What's that? I thought you were asking, why would they do it? What you're asking is, you're questioning whether they actually did it. Exactly. Okay. I am questioning that. Because I had an answer for the why would they do it. It, okay, it's, well, unsci it's unscientific. It's unresearched. Um, <laughs> it has no uh, legitimate credibility beyond the fact that it's my. I was. I've been already criticized this week for talking about my opinion with no um, plan that I've, I've never offered. Apparently, um, <laughs> you know. But but be that here or there. Who said something like that? Be that here or there. The Stockholm syndrome. Good. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Is a part of what I'm thinking. I hear because what you're saying. Because people, um, you know, get into a situation. They get comfortable individually. They get comfortable right. maybe even as a group in that situation. I was, I was concerned about complacency. When right. those numbers was going forward. Comfort real zone. Whatever, what was the first no thing move, I said? No movement. What did you say? No, mo no mobility in the comfort zone, right? No mobility in your comfort okay. zone. Okay, so they want to distinguish themselves, separate themselves mm -hmm. from this whole notion of these folk who come across the wall. Mm. Um, you build that wall, you, distinct, you distinguish them. Or maybe if you build the wall, you're satisfied that they're not coming in, so you're not going to bother us who are already here. Yeah. Those kinds of things are what I'm thinking. That could be part of it as well. But, but you still know, the question is whether they actually did it. Exactly. And, uh, the, 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 and I'm challenging those numbers now along with the Latino vote. But why are you challenging the white women number? Oh. Are you challenging those? Here's why. Yeah, I am challenging those because when I look and you see the numbers of Florida, uh, educated white women. This is a visit. That's what even makes it even more interesting. Right. Florida, Pennsylvania, Missouri, mm -hmm. Michigan, and Ohio. Mm -hmm. These are the five swing states. Mm -hmm. Surgically, surgically swing. Swing to the third party. Mm -hmm. Look at those numbers going to the third party. Mm -hmm. You see, it's way past the margin. Okay, it's way past the margin. Outside of Pensa, outside of uh, Philadelphia, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you have all of these numbers that are going. I'm going with Trump mm -hmm. for the white female. That does not add up to me. Mm. In my city, the, the way I'm looking at this, when you look at how it was surgically removed, because you've got to remember something. Those numbers, that, that, these groups that they're pulling up, mm -hmm. it's not based on race because those are the same groups that voted for Barack Obama mm -hmm. right. heavily. Right. So don't tell me all of a sudden now That's that it's just walking away. One plus one equals six in this equation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't buy that number. Something yeah. happened. Well, now I'm just I, I, can, I can offer you the least amount of help in with your question. <laughs> and I'm telling, you, I'm telling you that right now. Um, uh, I will, I will strenuously, and you know, I will strenuously argue what I think. 
<laughs> and what I think I know and what I'm confident about. I will also strenuously let you know what I know I don't know. Mm. And the, the group that I understand the least in America, mm -hmm. white women. That would be my department, people. That's your department. <laughs> That's your area. I don't, I don't, I don't claim to. I don't act like I do. Um, I don't. I, you know, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, another group that uh, another group that I I've been trying to find some uh, exit polls on uh, Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm looking. I, I want to see those numbers on that uh, because I've been hunting that down, and I, I really didn't have much time because I'm trying to get in the news. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go and I'm searching online. Okay, so what does these numbers? Are? You know, I found some polling, some stuff. You know, I'm always like, I, I hunt this stuff down because I think it's important for us to understand where did it go wrong, so we could talk fix. As I was saying on my show, you had Elizabeth Warren last night talking about, oh, we need to. Uh, we need to um, volunteer for this and do this, and we need to. Uh, we're going to hold. They're going to hold the Republicans to their to, to the, their feet to the fire, pretty much. Right uh, is what she was offering, and that sounds all good because I'm thinking, just because Harry Reid decided not to change the rules of filibuster, a mm -hmm. fear of if the Democrats become the minority. Right. Don't mean that Mitch McConnell wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm changing these rules." Right. You're obstructing me. Right. So <laughs> that right there, that so that just pew, out the window. Right. So uh, the the chances of that is high right now for that, mm -hmm. those rules to go out the window. Another. Go ahead. Uh, well, the, the fact of the matter is, is that he has a straight he has a straight ticket. I mean, he has he has the the White House. All three all he three branches of government. Well, I'm going to say all four. He has the White House. <laughs> he has the House. Yeah. A representative. He has the Senate. I understand uh -huh. that's one, yeah. you know, branch. He has he has the Supreme Court. Right. Um, that's a ju judicial. You know, yeah. He, 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 has, he has the whole thing. The, the, he has now, the, statistically, uh -huh. the president has lost one of those houses in the, you know, midterm elections. Right. St statistically. Um, oh, statistically. Yes, okay. statistically. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's happened, you know, right. qu quite a bit. Right. Um, um, that's why, and I don't understand why, um, with all the s uh, smart people that Obama had, that he didn't, you know, take advantage of those first two years. Well, what it boiled down to was they got complacent. Right. They got totally all They got there and they were charged. all happy and yes. stuff. And they're not. No, Two dude, years. you celebrate for 48 hours after and you were in the presidency and then they you They saw on. the writing on the wall when they were being filibustered for everything from in 2009. Immediately they were like, ah, oh, you know what? 2010 is it. No, even worse. Here's the thing about it. Let me show you how crazy this is. The Republican Party was gerrymandered by a brother in charge. The Republican Party oh, was yeah, run yeah, by Michael Steele. Steele. Right, Michael, Michael Steele. Michael Steele was running the party at the time. They came up with, hey, you know what? We got this area that we could lock it in for the Republicans. Who, and Michael who, Steele, who, he by the way, that. Right. But who, by the way, since he has been out of that position, has revealed himself as a very 
Progressive. Progressive. Yes. Objective. Yes. Sane. Yes. Intelligent. Exactly. Person. Exactly. He had, That's what we mean, Brother Steele, when yes. we say sell, sell out. out. Yes. You sold out all yes. of that intelligence and objectivity and saneness yes. and progressiveness yes. because you wanted to be in that position. Mm -hmm. And when you got that position, you did all the crazy stuff. But they and knew. We revealed, I mean, because there are some of them who just, it, it doesn't matter what they'll be, they feel <laughs> stupid. Ben Carson, go ahead. Uh, right, <laughs> Clarence Thomas. Clarence you know, Thomas. whatever. Um, Sir, I wanted. To, I'm going to beg you, for the sake of time, I would right. like you to please read our veteran situation because we could debate this political situation know, for right. the rest um, for the next four years at least. And and we probably and we probably will. 